It was as if someone else was moving my feet for me. And the next thing I knew, I was at the road. Welcome to Pay's Anatomy. Well, Pals, welcome. We are hey, pals. so last minute behind the times, struggling with learning to do a new podcast because yes, Catherine's Disclaimer. working on her master's and I'm fucking lazy. So interestingly enough, Catherine, I have chosen a story to tell today. That guess what? It is what? not from upstate New York. Uh-oh, guys. We're like, throwing you a loophole this week. Back the fucking truck up. It's not even a United States story. Despicable. There's some human meat suit wastes, but I'm going to get into it. So I'm going to take you back to the 90s in South Africa. Ooh, going back to the retro age. You're young, so it's... I'm pretty sure that... It's not like 70s retro, retro, but I'm just saying. Today we're talking about the the amazing case of Alison Botta. Um, Her last name is spelled B-O-T-H-A, so it looks like it's Botta, but I think it's Botta. So, anywho. Oh, Jesus, I did it again! Anywho! So, on December 18th, 1994, Alison is a 27-year-old lovely human. She enjoys... Fabulous summer beach day in Port Elizabeth, South Africa. So Allison is hanging out with her friends, doing their thing. They're done with the day at the beach. They're sun-kissed. Her and all of her friends go to her apartment. Goals. They play, uh, hashtag goals, yes. They play games and they order pizza. Now, prior to that, um, she had done her laundry that day at one of her friend's house. But mm-hmm. she also had to take her friend home at the end of the evening and then pick up her laundry. So she does just like that at like 1 a.m. She drives her friend Typical home. Typical 20-year-old stuff. You know, she picks up her laundry. She comes home. And outside of her apartment where she was parking on the street, her parking spot was taken. So she had to oh, park. I hate that. She has when to when park- I lived in an apartment, that was the worst. She parks further away. She's about to get out of her car with her laundry in her hand. But then she feels the cold blade of a knife (gasps) at her throat. Oh, no. In a male voice that says, move over or I'll kill you. It's always a male voice. So the man gets in her car. He told her his name was Clinton and that he only had to use her car for about an hour or so. So Allison's like, okay, he seems calm. She complies, believes him. Full success of giving her a false sense of security. Hold on. If a man named Clinton (laughs) ever comes up to you and does that and doesn't even ask you nicely, uses a knife, don't ever just assume because he's being, not that she's at fault here, but like just for our listeners, future reference learn learn from this if a man named clinton ever comes up to you just run that's, that's not a made his up real name. name but it's fan it i know it's made up <laughs> good job foreshadowing Catherine. um so anywho she believes this false sense of security and i said anywho again anywho 
<laughs> You're a dick. Are you done? You want to say anywho, that's the pause. You're sitting there and you're like, I don't know how else to start a sentence. Yay, <laughs> <laughs> almost said it. <laughs> Allison has realized that things are going to go awry as Clinton stops and picks up a friend and hold she on, like looked. On. I need to get it out of me. But you just said the phrase awry. And you said it so awry. Okay, I'm good. This is a very serious and sad story. And I'm going to do it. I know. Shut the fuck oh, I'm not trying to take away from that. I'm going to have to delete like half this episode. And now no, don't I was, delete. I was so prepared that editing would take 30 minutes. And now editing is going to take fucking three hours. So Allison complies to Clinton. And she looks in the rearview mirror and she just sees like just blatant evil in his eyes. So what was his name? I'm not getting to that yet. I'm just asking. So Clinton drives them to the bush outside of town. And this is when all horror breaks loose. Huge, huge disclaimer here. This is an immensely brutal, horrific, terrible tale of a rape and torture so trigger warning huge trigger warning the first man says to allison as they park the car are you going to fight and she's like what he proceeded to rape her he actually made her perform oral sex on him and then did the same to her and told her does your boyfriend do this to you and you have a really tasty fanny that's horrific so then the second man gets into the car to rape her but she passed out as he grabbed her throat during the Mm -hmm. rape they then proceeded to stab her approximately 37 times in her abdomen and pubic region oh my god they didn't stop there though They stabbed her approximately 17 times in her chest and throat. (gasps) They left her there in the sand, got into her car, threw her her clothing out the window of the car, and drove Mm -hmm. off. So she was naked? Catherine. She survived. (gasps) Yay! But Um, that's horrific to go through that. So how... Allison truly learned her fate during all of this is that she learned during the attack the real names of her attackers, which are they didn't Fra- think she'd survive. Franz and Tians. Um, there is a documentary on Amazon Prime, which is phenomenal. It's it's just honestly, it brings me to tears. It's whew, it's difficult to Kind of reenacts her attack. It's called oh, Allison, and it's amazing. But in this documentary, Allison shares that she laid there. She like, left her body. She's like, I was away from my body and can see my body. And she says that she was far enough away to not feel any pain, but close enough to go back and choose life. And guess what Allison chose? Wow. Life. 
Yes. So she lays there and we'll get further into her wounds, but she laid there. The only sound she could hear was her deep breaths through her severed trachea. Oh my God. She lay there and she's like, she knew she was going to die. And she mustered up the courage to roll over and write their names in the sand because she was no. like, the fuck if these people are going to do this again. So she wrote Franz. Oh my God. And then she wrote Tion's. <gasps> but you know what she wrote next? No. I love mom. Oh my God. My heart. I knew it was going to be something. No, for like it is so her parents. impeccable. Uh. I mean, I couldn't watch it without tears. It was just awful. But wow, this woman just is the biggest fighter in the world. She got up, Catherine. Wow. After all of like being stabbed that mm-hmm. what'd she do? She they had severed like the muscles in her neck in <gasps> addition to her trachea. So when she stood up, her head kind of went back in between like her shoulder blades so she had to use one hand to hold her head up but you know what she had to hold with her other hand Catherine probably like an artery no her bowels because she was disemboweled (gasps) on her abdomen her entire small intestine so she's walking like holding her head up and holding her abdomen just to try to survive the wow. quote that I mentioned in the beginning was in regards to her holding this up. And she said, quote, and that's when it happened. It was as if someone was moving my feet for me. And the next thing I knew, I was at the road, end quote. So Allison somehow in that state made it to the road and fucking collapsed in the middle of the road. Wow. I mean, and in that point, she was probably in, like, immense shock. Like, it's... Well, it's like, I think she just had the the means and some sort of maybe higher power to help her get to the road. She got to the road, collapses. Yeah. And the Catherine, human... Now, this all happened around, like, one thirty in the morning when she was, like, dropping her friend off and getting home. By mm-hmm. now, it's about, like, 2.30 in the morning. It was a very, like, short... Quit? Wow. Yeah. So, it's Late at night in the middle of nowhere in South yeah. Africa. So she's lying in the road and she literally thinks, okay, either someone's going to run me over and end my misery or they're going to help me. Right. So a car comes and it stops. It sped off. They didn't help her. Well, I mean, which is so terrible. Mm-hmm. And don't ever do that. But like, I can understand, like, how like if like you were a woman alone it, you might be really scared in that situation but like do they have um I mean, what did they do back then nine ones in in america but i don't know what other countries so utilize and it was also the 90s a second car comes and they stop a little background on that there's tn elliard or alard so you know, please excuse me for my mispronunciation of South African names, but this is a 20 year old male. He's a veterinarian tech student. Oh, good. He, he's on holiday with a group of college friends. They stopped when they saw her 
and they fucking stayed. And this Aww. is 1994. And luckily, one of TN's friends had a cell phone. So they <gasps> phoned emergency services. Oh, good, good. TN is a flipping hero. Yes. He took a shirt off. He covered Allison Aww. up. Now her trachea was completely severed. She couldn't speak because I don't, yeah. you know, if well, you're not yeah. familiar with anatomy, you sever the trachea, you can't speak. But um, he just held her hand. And I have read some reports where they utilize like some sort of communication where she could answer yes or no questions. So like he kind of like gathered. Squeezing? Yeah. Wow. But he called, they got a hold of emergency services that the ambulance came and in the documentary, Tian recalls that, like, the ambulance drivers, like, weren't driving fast enough. They just weren't. It's like they just knew her fate. They're like, she's going to die. So why rush it? And That's so he terrible. held her hand the entire way in the ambulance and everything until he got to the hospital and let, let go of Allison's hands. Aww. And Allison referred to him in the, in the documentary as her knight in shining armor. So here she is in the hospital and let's introduce Dr. David Komen. He recalls the horror from her injuries. Like he, she was covered in the sheet and he saw her neck injuries mm-hmm. and then he removed the sheet and saw her abdominal <gasps> injuries. Oh, I can't even imagine. So he actually called Dr. Dmitry Angelov, who is a general surgeon. And he said to her, him, like, we need to call an ENT in, like an ear, nose, and throat um, surgeon to mm-hmm. correct her, her neck. Yeah. And, and then Dr. Angelov can do the surgery on the You have to assess, like, what's the most important thing in that well, moment. Well, I mean, and obviously. You would think the airway would Airway be. is. And I yeah. mean, it, in a medical sense, like, she's going to die of infection. I mean, you're going to fix the airway, but she's going to die of infection from being disemboweled. Like, well, I was going to say the bowels is a big thing, too. So it's just, yeah. it's like a catch-22 what so, you work on. So, Dr. Dimitri Angelov's like, in my country, I was trained as an ENT, and he did it all. And Dr. Coleman discusses, like, Dr. Angelov's, like, because Dr. Coleman's an ED physician, right? Yeah. And he he discusses, like, Angelov's, like, you know, surgery, how he just brushed every bit of debris from her bowels. Like, she was covered. Her intestines were out of her body. Yeah. Her small intestine was, but they were covered in sand and, like, charcoal and just, I mean, just ways ways to get full infections. And... Um, Dr. Komen, both of them said some crazy things. He stated how, you know, he saw her and he's like, she's not going to survive this. She's going to die of infection, even if we can get her fixed. Yeah. And he states something along the lines of like, I'm a medical guy. Everything's scientific. I'm a scientist. Things happen because we fix it or this is what happens. And he discussed the horror of her injuries, the sheer brutality and mindless destruction of a human really got to him. And he can't describe this case, nothing short of a miracle. Yeah. Dr. Angela actually stated, quote, I really don't have a scientific answer. We can debate and talk all that academic stuff, but we must accept that this is a miracle. 
Yeah. This woman. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh. fucking survived. So if you really it's look wonderful. at her injuries, they cleansed her bowels up so well, sewed her up. All of her stab wounds luckily missed every major organ. Other than obviously disemboweling her, there was a few nicks in, in stabs to multiple things. I believe they didn't think she'd be able to have bare children because she did have some injuries to her uterus. Mm-hmm. But her neck, that's the biggest thing to me. So had they not severed her trachea, she probably would have died of suffocation because of the blood from all the other stab wounds. But they completely missed her carotids, which are, you know, the major arteries in the neck. And musculature, like, honestly, like, with that amount of stab wounds to not, to be able to be repaired is just unfucking believable um, so here's the thing. They She's go so lucky. And, they go in and fix her. Right? Mm-hmm. And she knows who attacked her. She knows. She knows. She's intubated with a freshly sutured trachea. So she's intubated to let that heal before she should be allowed to speak. But the statutes in South Africa are like, well, we kind of need her to state the names of the people. The perpetrators not write it. And she'd already written it. I mean, shit, this woman, when she got to the hospital, she like signed consents for surgery and wrote her mother's, her mother's phone number down so she could be notified. Like she's a freaking trooper. She's amazing. So Dr. Coleman is like, we're going to have to extubate you. Like, these are your options. Wait for a while until you heal so we can extubate you so you can speak and give the names or we can do it now. She goes, do it. She wrote, wow. So they did it. And she, she said, France and Tiens. Wow. I don't want to get in to the waste of human meat suits because they really fucking don't. All I'm going to tell you is that their names are Franz Dutoy and Tiens Kruger or Kruger, however you say it in South African accent. Like, I'm not, I'm just not going to go into them because I don't even want to give them my fucking time. One of them had been convicted or tried for rape on one woman and another on two women. Wow. They were well known to the police department. They brought them in. Um, Honestly, (laughs) the detective, Detective Humple is his name. He's in the documentary. When they brought, they arrested them both. And when they brought Franz in, Doctor or Detective Humble's like, you know, I've been a I've been a police officer for a million years, and I've never experienced this to see such a re- remorseless, hardened criminal. Wow! Like, like, be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Because he looked at him and told him his criminal charge was attempted murder, and Franz is like, att- attempted. Because they didn't know Allison survived. And oh, that's how he learned. God. So he's like, he was so surprised. Detective Humble's like, quote, you could knock him over with a feather. So as Franz realized his fate, he pulls a ring off of his finger, Catherine. No. <gasps> And oh, hands it to him. It was a souvenir. It was Allison's, <gasps> and it still had her fucking blood on it. Oh, he kept it as a souvenir. Oh my god, these are 
the horrific. biggest waste yeah. of human meat suits. So holy shit. Here balls. we are with Allison surviving this worst case scenario fucking injuries, and she's a survivor. She is far from recovery. I mean, we're talking enduring months of wound care, physical healing. She would have to go daily. She couldn't walk barely. She couldn't drive. Her mom would take her. She was so in so much pain. And one of the hardest things, I mean, because you got to realize that like legal proceedings and in law is so different in other countries, but she had to go at least weekly to the police and disrobe so they could photograph her wounds for healing for the court case. So her wounds, and we'll probably post pictures if we can find some, they are in the documentary, um, literally go from below her umbil- umbilicus, her belly button, to her mom's pubis, like, like the upper part of her vagina. So mm-hmm. very, very long, and she had to drop her pants, basically show them her wounds and not to mention she was slit basically from ear to ear i mean and in other in other way shape or form i don't know how to say it so physically traumatizing mentally traumatizing and she deals with all this so here's another interesting thing like we know it's franz and tians right we we know this but at that time in south africa for a victim to identify a perpetrator, you know, we all watch the Law and Order, the Law and Order SVU, SPA. the SFA, the Law and Order SFA. And how do they do a lineup? They, they put people up and you look through a one-way glass, right? Yeah. But at that time in South Africa, Catherine, and this was in the 94, the only way they could utilize this for court the identification of a perpetrator was for the victim to go physically into a lineup and place their hand on the shoulder of the perpetrator under video for the court system. How, how exactly traumatizing to re-traumatize a victim. True. So oh my God. D- Detective Humple did not think that this was even remotely an option for Allison no. for what she had endured. So he actually, they moved the lineup or whatever you would call it to a police station that had a one-way mirror. And that actually helped facilitate change in the South African I was going to say, law. that probably made them realize, wow, we can't keep and, doing this And in the victims. documentary, Allison is, you know, it was really hard for her to do that. I can imagine. Um. I'm not going into their damn sentencing and shit, but they were sentenced to life. Good. At one point, Allison was getting contacts from a female in the U.S. who was dating Franz. What? I know. Human meat suits. based Double waste of human meat suits. Um, They have had recent parole hearings, but luckily have been denied. And it was very unlikely that they would get life imprisonment without the possibility of parole for attempted murder. Um, Mm -hmm. But the judge sentenced them to the harshest sentence, which they deserved. Because had they not, they would have. They probably would have gotten out Mm. already. So Allison entered into like a significant depression at one point. Yes, Um, of course. She states how she wouldn't. She would just like not show up to work. She wouldn't even call in. She was so depressed. 
Well, she was and, probably terrified, too. Well, listen to this, though, Catherine. It is amazing. She, at one point, she said, during my attack, when I left my body, and I knew I could choose life or I could go away, I chose life. So why am I doing this? Wow. And that woman, Mona. She turned her entire life around. She's an amazing inspirational speaker. You know what she I'm is the of? author of a book, and I'm oh, going to link good. that below. Awesome. And she also she got married. Oh, good. And guess what? She had a baby. She had a son. Oh. And then she had a second son. Now she had both of her. <gasps> Her children via C-section, probably because the injuries. Well, yeah, years. but still the fact that she but was able to. guess who was one of the doctors? <gasps> the same doctor? No. Oh, I forgot to tell you. So the vet, the vet tech. <gasps> he switched the, to all. The vet tech after the experience with Allison. Tian always wanted to be a vet tech. And after his experience with Allison, he decided to become a doctor. Oh. Oh, and guess amazing. what? It may have taken him 10 years, but he became a doctor. That's so and heartwarming. he was one of the assisting doctors on Allison's second C-section. That is so mm-hmm. amazing. Because mm-hmm. without him, that life wouldn't have... Mm-hmm. Neither of those lives would have been there. That is... Oh. It is. It's quite amazing. You know, Allison and her husband, I believe, got divorced, which sucks, but they're okay with it. I'm telling you guys, get on Amazon Prime. It is a documentary yeah, called Allison. It's totally filmed like almost like a fairy tale, but that sounds horrible to say those terms. But um, anywho, folks, we are so sorry we missed a week. Anywho. <laughs> Fudge. It's like your 12th time saying it. Shut up. But I'm sad that we missed a week. We're struggling. You know, it's summer. I live in the coast of North Carolina and Catherine's in New York and she just started her master's and I have a lot of family visiting. Like it's so much fun living on the coast, but check out Allison's. Yes. Allison, watch it. I'm going to watch that. The right documentary. Away. It's fabulous. It's only like an hour long. Um, I'm going to post a link to her book and it's amazing. She's like an inspirational speaker. Like she's so famous Aww, in South Africa. I love I just it love when her. that happens. Um, and pray to God, Tien's and Franz don't get out of jail ever. They need to rot in jail. That's it, folks. Follow us on. Yeah, guys. Insta thanks for listening. At Pays on Natome or send us your stories or yes. Spooky crazy shit, cases. please. Yes, please. Oh, and yeah. shout out to our stepmom, who was the first one ever to send us a message. We're yeah. Woo. Thanks, but, Julie. Well, I love you, Julie. You're the bomb. Yeah. Oh, anywho, that's our episode for the anywho, day. Anywho, anywho, anywho is the word of the day. Good job, Lori. You've said it at least 12 times. All right. Cheers. Hail. See ya. Mm-hmm.